made it with herbs and spice. Roasted chicken sure is nice. Hi, Cody Song. Hi, David. Welcome to Memphis Mondays. This is the second technical one we've done. Wow, crazy. I thought it was the third. But third. yeah, the first one was kind of a... Uh, anyways, welcome to Memphis Mondays. I'm here with Chef Cody Requejo. We're kicking it live at Memphis Cafe in Costa Mesa, doing our thing. Hi, Surf Clam. Hi, buddy. You okay, buddy? Yes. I just love kicking it live. You like kicking that one? Yeah. If you're taking it, take it away back. Hold hey, this. I saw I saw Farside last week. I can say kicking it live. I saw that man. That, that was really rad. cool. You were getting to see a lot of good shows lately. That's super rad. That Marty setup is really really good cool. for you, man. Yeah, super, super I, hey, so speaking of Marty's on Newport, Cody San. Yes. So I was chit chatting with uh, with Ben, the bar manager up there, and about some of the staffing challenges we experienced. Talking about you know, kind of comparing and contrasting bartending with chefing. And, you know, he said something very, very profound. And he said, and it made me really think about uh, not only my role as a bartender, but as a chef. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the things that, that, I'm, that we go through, finding good help, and we touched on that with like the last podcast. So what, is that, what comes to mind when you hear you don't have to be fast except be One, present? it's a great quote, because when I was a young chef, when you're young and all the energy, you want to kind of prove your worth. You want to do everything fast and, you know, you want to be useful. The older I get, the more I realize it's about playing chess and really thinking about six to eight moves ahead and kind of plotting in your head what you need to do. And after this, I'm going to do this, after this. When you're in that young mindset or that mindset where you just have that brain, you're just all over the place. Yeah, you're there. You're physically in the building, but your mind is trailing off and you're trying to get so many things done that you're even saying about the perception of one of our chef friends being, you know, he's all over the place and he's hard to nail down, but you want to get him nailed down. He's that, it's that same thing. Like, yeah, you're there, but you're, you're just bouncing off the walls. You're trying to get stuff done. But those things that you have done have to be redone because there wasn't much thought and technique put into them. It was just about getting the task done, but not the quality of how you did that task. Well, and, and I, whether it's chefing or bartending, and, and perhaps my footprint's a little bit different because I'm, I would like to at least think that I'm fairly adept at right. both. But, you know, I call it economy of movement behind the bar. Yes. Where always be doing two things at once and just watch how much you move. Yeah. You know, you don't need to expend a lot of energy moving around to get the same amount of stuff yeah. done. And I'm actually reading a book about essentialism right now where it's that 80-20 payoff. So, you know, are you going to expend 80% of the energy for 20% of the payoff, or are you going to expend 20% of the energy to get 80% of the payoff? And it's kind of the same thing in the kitchen Wait, or even behind the bar. You another know, great quote. Like, yeah. um, you know, do, do you expend that enormous amount of energy to get a small payoff either behind the bar or on the line, or do you expend smaller amounts of energy to get a bigger payoff? And I know when I'm working the line and I'm in the zone, mm -hmm. like, I'm stoked, man. But I'm also, and you've worked with me, Cody, you know that, that you know, I'm better when I'm moving. If I'm not thinking about what I'm doing, I'm in a much better headspace. And I guess maybe that's sort of this idea of essentialism or being present is like, hey, just make sure you're in the zone for a quick minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of like being running around all over the place, being present is, is you know, I heard another good one uh, the other day where uh, caring isn't enough, but caring enough is, mm -hmm. which was profound to me too, where it's like, yeah, you know, if you just care, it's not going to be enough. But if you care enough, it's, it is going to be enough. And, right. and it's kind of the same thing with what and that's we do being, on the food side. That, that's being mindful. That's being there and really taking a look around and seeing what needs to be done. Koji-san, one of my uh, senseis, one of my mentors, was always telling me, you know, Jew is a no-wasted movements. Meaning if you're going to go somewhere, you take off your station, you go somewhere else to go to something. Make sure you don't have to go back. 
do as many things over there while you're there before you get back. Make sure nothing, no movement is gonna go to waste where you like, ah, shit, I didn't think about that. I, we used to happen all the time. We would take the elevator down to the back. Oh, cave, that was the that was And the you get down, yeah. they go, shit, what was I supposed to get? Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing. Well, to explain that situation, that was great because our walk in was one floor down via elevator at the retreat. Yeah. Which perfect. was like the biggest waste of time. It would have been smart to have a clipboard I, I, <laughs> in hindsight and take it down and right. But I think it, it, it falls, it harkens to that. Like, no, just be present. Know what you need to go grab before you you make the decision to actually take your body and move somewhere to go. Well, and, and my friend Tien that I'm working with out at the Ace right now, mm -hmm. you know, he comes from Red Robin uh, and he was a kitchen manager. He was a line cook for a while and Tien's not much of a quote unquote chef, but he's handy behind the line, but right. he's, he's got great organizational skills. And, but part of his thing when he would go around and run and gun at these Red Robins was, you know, he would like harp on people if they just went to the walk-in to grab one thing. Yes. They were like, grab a 200 and grab all the shit that you need right. and then no go back to No yeah. waste of movement. Yeah. You know, don't go back and do it. And I'm not saying, it's kind of weird because like, I like that one that, I like it when that happens organically. That's that idea of showing up and being present. You know what I mean? Like, yes, a clipboard is optimal, but maybe you should just be in the headspace where you don't even really need to think about it. You know what I mean? And that's sort of like that Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi mindset of being in the kitchen where, you know, you once you get to that that place where you can function like that, that's a beautiful place to be. I remember when it happened to me at the retreat, Cody, when I would do big runs of dressing. Uh-huh. And I remember it was the first time it happened where I was able to do exactly two quarts of Greek dressing, literally in two one-quart delis, and have it perfect, taste perfect, and I didn't have to measure anything, but I made exactly two quarts. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I wasn't even in the room. You were just in the zone. Yeah, I just, yeah. Oh, and I, I remember the first time it happened, no, it was the cilantro vinaigrette is what I did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I made a perfect tasting cilantro vinaigrette. I just made exactly two quarts of it, and I didn't think about measuring anything, and it came out great. And I mean, that's sort of like that idea of, you know, of being present, you know, just making sure you're in that. Setting your intention, that. like setting and, your, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it to the to best of my ability and I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah, and, and not think about six other things while you're doing and, that. And, you know, kind of going back to where, where we're at on that quote, you know, say you're making that dressing and you're you're trying to be fast and you're going through all the steps and thinking about it right. as opposed to just being present you're going to lose just, something you're going to lose something by just trying to be fast about yeah, it yeah, cuz yeah. you're just not you're 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 hurrying cuz you're trying to move on to something else your brain has already jumped on to the next thing you want to do and you're and that's not being that present. that's a really great point Cody because once you're not on task and I'm not focused, dude. God damn it. I drove you crazy, Cody. You know how not focused I am. But when I am on task for a quick little second, man, that's a great spot to be right. in. You know what I mean? You're way more focused than I am. Uh, maybe in looks, but, you know, my uh, undiagnosed ADHD is I've got about eight thoughts going on in my head at all times. At all times. And it's really hard to focus on that one thing. That's why I think being in a kitchen or being a chef was such a great like choice for me because when you're doing something, doing sushi, whatever, I have to be on that one thing. My my focus is, is on that thing. Meanwhile, when I'm not doing that task and I'm running around the kitchen, that's where the problems can happen. Yeah. So I had to really focus and concentrate like, okay, where am I going right now? And then I would walk by and see something, oh, I want to do that now. And I would do that. I have that self-discipline to go, okay, this thing I want to focus on right now is really not the most important thing. What I really wanted to do was I what I intended to do in the beginning. And I just tell myself, all right, Cody, just calm down take a deep breath and just go do what you need to do it's super important to be like that in the kitchen and only because it's different when back in our day because it was pretty much you and i and so so and, and van in the kitchen meanwhile in, in, in real kitchens when there's 30 40 different bodies all working at the same time you can't be that guy that's not focused and, and in the way of someone that is focused and needs to go do the thing 
So that quote strikes me as, as a, a really uh, important thing, maybe to teach like the young kids. Like it's one thing to learn technique, right? But it's another thing to learn how to how to function in almost like a, a small society of, of other people trying to get their things, like almost like a, a an ant farm of people trying to get their stuff done while you're kind of frazzled, not knowing what you need to do, like setting your intention. Super important, almost should be taught, like almost like a personal organization of skills, like what you're going to do and s stick to that thing that you want to do. Well, and, and this is, you know, my present situation out in Palm Springs, that's the first time I've technically worked under the brigade system. Mm -hmm. It's never made any sense to me, right? Never got it. Like right. when I've opened restaurants, I've always picked two guys and been like, okay, you, you idiots are in charge of the other idiots. You right. know what I mean? Right. But now that I've worked on a large scale like this, and this year I've been learning a lot about myself, obviously, mm -hmm. with what's been going on with me, but it's like, now I understand that idea of like, okay, we've got 18 or 20 people in the kitchen. We need this right now. Not that, not that, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. I understand that, you know right. what I mean? But like, unless you can function as a unit, that's just a, a different level. And that's something that I've never done before. I've been doing this for almost 35 years, technically. You know, if you go back to McDonald's when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but I never functioned within that realm where I was like a part of something, whether I was a leader or a follower. Like a cog in the machine. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that functionality and being in that zone, you know, it's technique. I mean, yeah, you can teach technique, bartending, or chefing, you know, right? You teach anyone to bartend, right? I tell people that all it's the time. It's almost like you got to pull those people aside, like kind of like I was pulled aside. Look, you're learning all this wrestling. Your rice is your your accomplished rice maker. You can do this. It's great. Your tempura is really good, and you know your knife skills are getting better. But on the other side of this, it's more of like a personal thing. Like just have your shit together, and when you go somewhere, make sure you you get done what you needed to get done by going over there. Yeah, it's I'm sure there's got to be. I I would hope because I've never been to culinary school technically. I would hope they would pull kids aside and, and let them know like, hey, this is a very important thing that will carry on in your life forever uh, as a human being. Like, just be present what you're doing. Oh, well, yeah. Just and, be in the game. And, you know, doing this volunteer thing out at La Quinta High School, which is great. I really enjoy it. And that's like, I mean, they're, they're ROP students. You know what I mean? Like, most of those kids are probably not going to go on and work in the restaurant industry. But are you teaching life lessons? That's the important yeah. part. And I, I remember, you know, I had a Sue one time that looked at me with a straight face, and I'll never forget this, Cody son. I'll never forget this. You know, we were bringing up a bunch of young kids. You know, it was like, not shit shows the wrong term, but we had people that were still learning about life and what they were doing. Together. Right. And he looked at me with a straight face and said, "I'm not here to listen to people's personal problems or ask or answer stupid questions." And I was like. No, Trevor. Incorrect. In fact, if I was to give you your job title right now, your ex exact job title as my Sue is to listen to people's personal problems and answer stupid questions. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to pardon my language. I don't need you to fucking think. I don't need you to freaking tell me how to cook anything. I don't need you to execute food. I need you to listen to people's personal problems and answer stupid questions. Literally, that's exactly what I need to do. Because you're trying, I need to get this crew in line. You know what I mean? And that's that idea of life skills and teaching people to be present. I mean, right. that's how we started the whole thing off. Sometimes you have to be present by absorbing what people are telling you. Just yeah. to kind of get a feel like, okay, well, you're having that kind of day. All right, well, you know, maybe you're gonna go over here today. Absolutely, right. and I, I always say, you know, especially front of house and, and you know admittedly my footprint has landed me a couple different spots but like i always say you know uh, a word of encouragement when a server is having a bad day is way better than a harsh admonition totally you know what i mean and yeah. i've taken servers aside like hey i get it you're not rocking 100 percent today 
but thank you for showing up. Right. Thank you for being but present. But the machine still has to go, so yeah. let's figure out what we're going to do with you today it, so this machine can see, kill, exactly. still that keep Exactly. That doesn't running. mean you need to coddle people, but it does mean, does mean like, hey, just try and be human for a quick second, you know, like I said. So. Human aspect is, uh, is, it's a dilemma, but here we are working in kitchens where you're dealing with other people's shit. Well, and, you know, we could probably move on to the next post or the next podcast about this, but, you know, I literally was thinking, I said something out loud when I was talking with a fellow chef where I said, I think I said, people aren't plates. And so many chefs get caught up on treating people like plates of food, like they could somehow manipulate or engineer them to come out a certain way. Yeah. And um, it just doesn't work that way. You, no. need, you, need to, you need to finesse that one to massage it a little bit. You have to there. be like a, a part-time psychologist. Uh, absolutely. this business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially the bigger your crew, the more experience of working with people it comes into play and how to, and I hate to say this, but you know, not call them, but just kind of a little set parameters and little, little like tabs like, okay, well, we're going to put you within here. I don't need you out here. I don't need you here. Just right in the middle. Let's put you right here. Yeah, and figure out what we can do with I it. mean, we're looking at the line over here at Memphis, and, and Mario and Chef Abel have been here for 10, 12, 15, uh, 17 years. I don't even know. You they're know machines. I mean? They're machines. But I know where Palma fits in the picture because of his personality and who he is. I know exactly where Abel belongs. Right. You know what I mean? Sergio's great, too. He's in back prepping right now. I know where all these pieces fit, and it's not just their, their capabilities as chefs. It's their personality. It's their personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and those are things that need to be taken into And that's account. like when you make a schedule, like, oh, I'm going to put this guy with this guy. Okay, well, those guys have a little issue, so we're going to put that guy over here and here. They can still work together in the same room, but we're not going to put them side by side. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and who's more present? Abel, that guy's present, man. Like, right. during brunch, he's great. Right. Again, these are other other topics for other right. times. Right, keep on stuff. Yeah. Very well done, sir. Thank you, Cody. Yeah, that's a good quote. I I, saw, I actually read that quote the other day, and I was like, that's, a, that's you know what? Fucking spot on, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You, sir. Good, good shit. Well, whatever. Let's think about and talk about this stuff more. Well, hey, thanks for dropping by Memphis we Mondays shall. with me and Chef Cody San, and we will catch you for the next one. One thing's for sure. What's that cooking? I can't wait no more. I'll tear the meat right off the bone, because the chicken eater is on his way back home Kenny Rogers, oh